Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Bringing in Jason Whitlock now. Uh, We had another blockbuster week at OutKick. We appreciate all the support out there. I'm having an incredible time, and I feel like we're making a difference. Do you feel like that as well, and are you having as good of a time as I am? I I think once I'm done with the move, it'll be fun for me. But, you know, this trying to orchestrate a move, is a headache and you know it's like last week i got my car started for the first time in three years i had to go get it serviced and now i got to go get it registered and just all kinds of just little headaches preparing for the move but we're certainly having an impact uh you know people are responding to the content both written and broadcasting to see you know, your radio show and the Periscope podcast and all those things doing so well on the Apple pod, uh, podcast charts and then just, you know, the content over at the, the written content at OutKick continues to do better and better. Yeah, I feel like we're influencing the conversation. I've been doing a lot of radio interviews around the country, engaging with radio broadcasters from a bunch of different cities, and they certainly appreciate our content and seem excited about what we're producing. Uh, let me go back to your move. You said, uh, I know this, but I think people out there will be intrigued. 
you hadn't moved your car in three years? No, I quit driving three years ago just because I felt like, one, I'm living out here in California, and I just, I just wanted to move more. And so I started walking to work or walking home from work, and maybe I'd take an Uber one way, walk the other way. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I just quit driving. I'm not a big fan of driving. Uh, and so I just quit and, and went cold turkey, and it's helped me, like, to get to this one meal thing and the ability to lose weight. It's really been a three-year process and journey of just taking little steps along the way. I had a really bad habit, Clay. If I were getting in my car and going to drive for more than 20 or 30 minutes, my first stop was at a gas station to get a bag of potato chips or something to eat while I took the drive. And so... And again, that could be like both ways. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, and and so quitting driving stopped me from snacking in my car, and it made me walk more. And so it it's just it's been a part of the process of just more movement, more active, and you know less sitting on my rear end. It's interesting. So I saw you for people out there who heard me talking about Outkick VIP. I hadn't seen you since you left, I mean, uh, FS1, right? Like, we talk a lot, but I hadn't seen you face-to-face. You've continued to lose more weight because I hopped into the Zoom that you were doing for the OutKick VIPs, and I don't know what total total weight you're down, but, I mean, you have to feel a billion percent better than you did, like, six months ago, don't you? No, no question. Feel a lot better, uh, can do a lot more. The only The only thing that... I struggle with because I'm addicted to my stairmaster. I'm always trying to set a new standard, and so and then I started lifting weights and I got this rowing machine, and so now I'm just kind of balancing the soreness of constant working out, and because there's a soreness to that, particularly at my age of 53. Uh, but yeah, I feel so much better and so much more active and. Uh, it's been a great little transition and journey for me. Well, and this is good advice for everybody else out there, too, because the coronavirus has provoked all sorts of different responses. And my dad had started on his diet. He's 75. But when the coronavirus happened, he accelerated the diet, started to work out more, and he went from 245 pounds to he dropped over, I tweeted it out, he dropped down beneath 200 for the first time probably in 30 or 40 years maybe for him. Uh, and he feels a million times better at 75. You're 53, and you've gotten to feel a lot better. One of the powerful things people can recognize out there who are listening to us is you control a lot of your health, right? Like bad things can happen. You can't necessarily control what you might get sick from. But the, one of the best things you can do to protect yourself is to get as healthy as you can, and you can control that, right? And this is, I think, good advice that I haven't heard from a lot of people, but when I see you, what you're doing and when I see what my dad's doing, it's really pretty inspiring. Yeah, I wanted, I started before corona. Yep. But once corona happened, that's when I just like your dad accelerated, I can remember I was like, you know what? I'm getting me a freaking hydro rowing machine. I want to be totally self-sufficient. 
in terms of because like they shut down the gym inside my building, and and I was like, well, I I want to have everything inside my apartment. I need to be healthy, and so I got dumbbells. I got this uh, simply fit balancing board that you know has helped me with my balance and, and and like my core workouts a lot better. So. It's like I got a little baby gym inside my apartment, and it it wouldn't have happened without the coronavirus and me just like, you know what? I just self-sufficiency is always my goal. I want everything I need to to be happy and to be as productive as I can be. I want it all inside my control. And so that was my approach and my belief as it relates to the coronavirus is like, the healthier I am, the less likely I am to get corona. And if I get corona, at least my body will be in better shape to fight it off and recover from it. Those are the steps I believe in, perhaps. And I hate to say this because it's been so politicized, but it's just like I believe in that more than a mask. And, you know, we've turned the mask deal into this political issue, and I have to keep reminding, I'm not a political person. I just have some core beliefs that I believe in. And so, yeah, my approach has been to get healthy uh, more so than wear a mask. Are you going to drive that car that you haven't driven for three years all the way to Nashville? <laughs> That's the game plan. Wow. Game. Have you? Did you yeah. make the drive out to L.A. from Kansas City? No. No. I, I actually, I think that I paid a guy, a uh, guy named Gabe Tenneco. Gabe was like someone that worked with a lot of Kansas City Chiefs players or whatever. Uh, but anyway, Gabe drove, he drove my car. Gabe passed away, but he drove my car out here from Kansas City. But this time I'm going to take the drive myself. My, my lawyer's wife is one of my best friends, and, you know, she loves to drive. I don't. <laughs> and so she's coming out, and we're going to drive across half of America to Nashville. This is actually pretty fascinating. So uh, so the lawyer's wife and you, uh, and your lawyer's a good dude. We negotiated. Um, and, uh, and, and you guys are starting off in L.A. And if you ever, you've never made that drive before, never gone through the quote-unquote West or whatever you want to call it. No, never, haven't done it. The, the, I think the longest drive I ever made was from Muncie, Indiana, to maybe to Washington, D.C., of uh, 20, 20 some odd years. A bunch of us drove to the Million Man March uh, in the early 90s. So, uh, so what's is it's like a you know it's going to take four days? Have you game planned it out like to stop along the way, or what's the process? I haven't given it any thought. I think she has, and originally, you know, Kirk was coming along uh, yep. too, but he's got some deposition to do. Uh, but she's kind of, she's given it some thought. I haven't. Uh, you know, I'm going to be. <laughs> hopefully sleep in the passenger seat most of the way. But uh, uh, I, I haven't given it much thought. I did look on a map and thought, well, you know, we could. I've never been in New Mexico and thought we could stop there some places. And I think there's some big national park we may go by, but I haven't given it a lot of thought. This is interesting um, in and of itself. All right, when we come back, 
I want to dive into a bunch of the different uh, stories surrounding the world of sports and more. But for people out there who don't know, you're coming to Nashville where we're going to be able to focus even more on OutKick than we already are. And uh, we're going to be able to do, I think, a lot of really cool things uh, when you get here. And But you said the process was uh, was was difficult in terms of finding the right moving and everything else. It, it, it was difficult, yes, because I had some starts and stops. I found my ideal place, and then the, the person backed out and said they only wanted to sell it. Uh, but eventually I, I ended up contacting some – expert in relocation and they go out and will send you videos of the apartments and things like that because if you remember at one point i just thought well hell i'm just going to hop on a plane and go to nashville this weekend then i figured out like oh my god corona has destroyed it's hard to travel right now yes yeah you just can't hop on planes like you used to everything was sold out there's less flights and so i ended up getting with an expert that uh, went out and shopped apartments for me and found something, I think Elements of Music or something, I can't remember the name of the place. But anyway, I feel great about, you know, where I'm going to be living in Nashville. I'm just excited to get there. Yeah, excited for you to get here as well. All right, we come back. We're diving into the world of sports with Jason Whitlock, NFL, what's going on with the Twitter sort of uh, – I guess it would be almost a cavalcade of tweets from famous players that happened yesterday – Um, We're going to talk about the NBA coming back, Major League Baseball coming back, all the positivity I shared with you to start the show. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're hanging out with Jason Whitlock. A lot of reason for optimism there. Encourage you to go download the podcast to hear the open of the show. In hour number three, we're going to be joined by John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, who texted me that he is a big fan of yours, Jason Whitlock, and has been impressed uh, by what uh, you've been doing at OutKick. So uh, that should be a fun conversation. He has been covering, John McClain has, the NFL for 45 years one of the legends of the NFL beat. Do you know John McClain very well, Jason Whitlock? Of course. Yeah, you he, can't be involved with football very long without having met John. I think John's on the Hall of Fame selection committee. That's right. Been associated with the NFL forever. He's a good dude. That's going to be a fun conversation in hour three, so we got a lot going on. Uh, all right, I asked you the question, or I teased as we went to break. I, I genuinely wonder about this. Social media would convince you that there is a huge percentage of people who care about politics and sports, and I mean going on in, in, in mixed together. Like I saw Major League Baseball, there's a headline on ESPN.com yesterday, Major League Baseball working to figure out what its statement on social justice issues are going to be for Thursday when they start uh, playing baseball again. And I'm sitting back, and and maybe I'm just totally out of touch 
But I tend to think based on the numbers that the OutKick website produce and based on the numbers that this radio show produces, which are dwarfing the growth rate of any other sports program in the country, that most people are where I am. They don't really care about any of the athletes' political statements. They are just excited for sports to be back. And I think that's where you are as well, Jason Whitlock. And I wonder how much, as you just kind of teed up a little bit at the end of the first hour, how much of a mess these leagues are potentially walking into by following the uh, canary in a coal mine uh, bad idea that is coming from social media that is convincing them that way more people care than actually care. Listen, I think that when the television producers lose control of the television product yep. and it's turned over to the athletes, the athletes are now the producers and they're negotiating what what's going to be in the actual television show because that's what's going on here. And it's, again, LeBron James, he's more than an athlete. He's a television and a movie exec. And all these players now want to be that. And so they're dictating to these leagues, hop in this political bed with us. We're going we're, we're to add into the script this whole political plot line. And we've all seen television shows go down tracks like, well, this doesn't make sense. What what are they doing? It's like remember the second season of True Detective. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're about to see in professional sports. We're, we're, you're taking successful 70-year running television shows, and we're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to put politics front and center and make it all a part of our, our script. And I think it's going to be a disaster. I'm going to tell you the thing that happened this weekend that was fascinating. And I didn't, I only heard about it over social media because I don't watch a lot of television other than, you know, but, but the John Lewis, the congressman, 80 year old civil rights activist that turned to politics, he died and ESPN did stories about John Lewis dying. And someone asked me over social media, over Twitter, like, so now whenever a prominent politician dies, it's now content for ESPN and these sports television networks. They have to comment on whatever politician. Because, I mean, John Lewis, as far as I know, doesn't have some strong connection to the sports world. He wasn't some crazy diehard fan of some team. He certainly wasn't a part of ownership of any team. I don't know his connection to the sports world other than he was a black civil rights leader and boom. Now we have to talk about John Lewis' death uh, on ESPN. Everybody has overdosed on the politics thing. They tried to resist it. But the players, in conjunction with social media and Twitter in particular, have convinced uh, these leagues and some of these TV executives that, you know, going hardcore down this political lane is the right thing to do. I, we're going to see, this is going to be true detective 
2.0 season two we're about to witness. It's an interesting point uh, on the political universe. Um, Jamel Hill, I don't know if you saw this, and I feel even ridiculous having to bring her up, but she tweeted, you probably know what I'm going to read, if you vote for Donald Trump, you are a racist. You have no wiggle room. ESPN brought Jamel Hill back as the producer of a Colin Kaepernick documentary. The New York Times did a profile on racism at ESPN, and they cited Jamel Hill as one of the primary sources uh, of that uh, of that story. Remember, initially ESPN decided that they didn't want to be uh, a, a, related to her after she tweeted that Donald Trump was a white supremacist. Now she has taken the step beyond that, right? She has moved beyond Donald Trump as a white supremacist to now any person in the entire country who votes for him is a racist. Your thoughts, Jason Whitlock? I I, want to be careful and respectful, but I I just I have to be honest and just say uh, Jamel Hill is a simple person. And and I don't say that with with much respect, because if that's the substance of your argument, your political argument, that the opponent I don't like and anybody that supports him, I'm going to make this broad generalization about roughly 40 to 50 percent of America that you're all racist because you support this guy. It's just a simple-minded thought. It's a Twitter thought. And I know that it was popular over Twitter, you know, 80, 100,000 likes and, you know, retweets out the yin-yang. I get it. And this is what social media and Twitter have done to America. It's dumbed everything down that that kind of thought is celebrated and encouraged and it's why we're in this really unhealthy state here in America, because that kind of conversation and those kind of broad-based generalizations and demonizing of people is celebrated over social media and rewarded. Because what you're talking about is the rewards for that. Initially, ESPN went away from that. Now they're back to rewarding it other media outlets rewarding it. She's building a brand off of demonizing people in these big, broad terms, and it's just dangerous. It is What she's doing is very racist, to be quite honest. As a black person, I, that's what I've tried to avoid. I don't want to be generalized about. I don't want broad, negative generalizations to be pervasive about black people. That's racist. People, there are people that support uh, Joe Biden who have bigotry in their heart. There are people that support Donald Trump who have bigotry in their heart. But there are people that support both of these guys for a wide variety of reasons that go well beyond their positions on race. And anybody with a modicum of understanding of just human nature and just human interaction knows that.
but we we live in this world of click hate and can I say something that inspires hatred and emotion and she's done it and you know trended Sunday all over everywhere from doing it it's 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 comical to me these people that love to demonize Trump love to behave just how they accuse Trump of behaving it's it's a sad time we're living in what do you think about says about sports media because I do think this is an interesting point if if you had ever said uh and I don't mean you specifically I mean you in the larger sense same people out there listening to me too if you vote for Barack Obama you are a racist plain and simple right uh, you would almost immediately get fired and you wouldn't have been able, right? You wouldn't have been able to certainly get a job working at a bunch of different companies, right? So I'm looking at her tweet right now and uh, and the tweet is, if you vote for Donald Trump, you are a racist. You have no wiggle room. If somebody uh, four years ago, or I guess eight years ago, whatever, 2012, when Obama was running against Mitt Romney, if a white person tweets out, if you vote for Barack Obama, you are a racist. You have no wiggle room. That person is probably unable to be employed anywhere in the world of sports, period. Um, and you can say, well, Obama has different uh, beliefs and a uh, different uh, value system than, than Trump and everything else. And I'm not trying to get into the specifics of their platforms, just that one of those statements would be 100% not allowed and not permitted to be said. And the other one is lionized on social media and through Twitter. Why is that? Uh, because- leaving aside, because leaving aside, some people are going to say, well, because Barack Obama is, uh, you know, like the different, I'm, I'm saying leaving aside the politicians themselves because the demonization or the lionization, in other words, the you are a saint or you are a sinner aspect of, political speech is not going anywhere right uh trump is obviously a lightning rod but he's either going to win or lose in 2020 and in 2024 he is not going to be the nominee but allegations like the one jamel hill made will probably be made against whoever the republican nominee is in 2024 unless maybe it's a black person right i mean maybe maybe then it becomes a hard argument to make um i think it's a like you said not a very intelligent comment to make now but it's wildly popular on twitter um and this is part of the larger context i think of just the importance of first amendment free speech and debate um being able to be treated similarly even if you make a similarly dumb comment right um and yet we don't have that well, the the reason why it's easy to separate Trump from her statement is because she's not talking about Trump. She's talking about yeah. anybody that votes for him. Anybody and who so, votes for anybody who like half the country is racist if they vote for Donald yeah. Trump, and including, uh, to be fair, millions of black people, right? Because millions yeah. of black people are going to vote for Donald Trump. Millions of Hispanic people are going to vote for Donald Trump. Millions of Asian people probably are going to vote for Donald Trump. Right? They may not be the majority, right? But there are many people like when Joe Biden said, if you vote for, uh, if you ain't for Biden, you ain't black or whatever he said, uh, then 
it was, you know, a a bit of a a substantial flashpoint for a lot of people because it was like, you are directly attacking my race based on who I vote for president. And you're not a political person in terms of voting. But I think for you, the idea that you would be classified with a large group of people based solely on on the color of your skin feels like the essence of racism. It it certainly is. And just clearly... If she believes what she's saying, she just lives in a bubble that where she's not engaging with a wide enough group of people to understand there are a large percentage of Trump supporters who just quite frankly, race isn't a critical issue for them. And there's a bunch of them that don't have a remote problem with black people or Latino people. There are some white voters that uh, will vote for Trump who are married to black people, have half black kids. And again, you have to, and this is the problem with journalists whose journalism only extends as far as their laptop and social media will take them, because this is what's been lost in journalism, the actual engagement with people. And this is, you know, last week when the Barry Weiss stepped aside at the New York Times and said Twitter's in control of the New York Times, and basically she's saying Twitter's in control of the media, and this has been my complaint about the media for five, seven years, is we've reduced it to our Twitter engagement rather than actually going out and dealing with people. They used to call it boots-on-the-ground journalism and, you know, (laughs) going out and actually dealing with people is the best way to learn what's really moving people. And to some degree, maybe Jamel Hill's this simple, or maybe she's crazy like a fox and just understands this is what she has to do to be relevant and survive away from that daily ESPN platform. And and so maybe it's just a hustle, and this is just how she stays relevant, no different than, you know, from a Reverend Al Sharpton or whatever or whoever else has race-baited over there, or David Duke who's race-baited on the white side or whatever. Again, she's operating like a bigot, while trying to call other people bigoted, it's just crazy. Um, we're talking with Jason Whitlock at Whitlock Jason on Twitter. I want to I want to dive into uh, a couple of other different issues here, but I, I got uh, you uh, distracted a little distracted a little bit. And I got everybody distracted by re- responding to that particular response and that question. But going back to the initial question we had. My contention would be that a solid 70% of American sports fans want to sit down on their couch, pop up a proverbial, open a proverbial beer. It might be a, a, a Coke or a Pepsi or whatever if you're not a drinker. Put your feet up, get some nachos, and watch a game at the end of the day. Even more so now than ever before because of the coronavirus, because of the election, I feel like that's why people are watching Netflix in record numbers. People want to escape even more than usual. Do you buy into that, uh, Jason Whitlock, that there's only about 30% of people at most who really want 
politics with their sports, and even that might be high. But then, nah, uh, that's way too high. Yeah, what percentage do you think it is? One uh, <laughs> percent. And, I, and I'm, I'm not even joking because take what you're seeing. One of the reasons Jamel Hill at some point said that she couldn't. She didn't feel like writing, talking about sports. This is when she was still at ESPN because of what was going on in this country. And that, to me, is like, that's when she just, like, raised her hand and was like, I'm not really a sports fan. I'm here. It's a job. I kind of used to like sports, but not anymore, not really. And that's what the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and everybody else is going to have to understand. These loud people foisting politics into sports. They're not sports fans. You're never going to please them. If, if the NFL required its players to play the game on a knee the entire game in protest of oppression in America, that wouldn't satisfy that group of people that you're trying to satisfy. They can't be satisfied because they're not sports fans. They want chaos. They want anarchy. They want to please whoever's cutting them the check for the promotion of this anarchy and chaos and racial tension. But are they true sports fans? Absolutely not. Have some people, have they been led to believe, well, if we put some of this in, we're going to replace the hardcore sports fans that leave. We're going to replace them with a new sports fan. I'm just sorry. If you go look at the people at the forefront of this Antifa Black Lives Matter protest with the purple hair and all the other stuff, those aren't sports fans, and they're not <laughs> going to convert to sports fans. I'm just sorry. I don't want to, and here I am generalizing, <laughs> but, but I'm just sorry. They're not sports fans, and you're never going to please them. And so it doesn't matter what you do. Roger, if everybody, if all the fans renounce their white privilege during the national anthem, that group of people is not going to be satisfied. It'll be on to something else and some other way. Because their real agenda isn't trying to enjoy sports. It's trying to promote socialism and then communism in America. Running around trying to please that group and ignoring the base of people that have made you wealthy beyond your wildest dreams is one of the dumbest things we've ever seen in the history of business. But, hey, we've seen businesses – very successful business and make mistakes and crash and burn and and you know I, these sports leagues need to be really careful. Uh, I I can't wait to see how this NBA thing plays out with Black Lives Matter painted on the court and and look I'm sure it's going to be successful in China and maybe they'll get a huge contract from China, but the TV ratings here in America I just can't imagine them not suffering greatly. Jason Whitlock preaching. Uh, when we come back, we will talk more about uh, the Redskins. We haven't even brought it up. He had a great column at OutKick you can go read. Uh, we will talk about uh, what things would have been like potentially for Jason Whitlock if there had been a coronavirus shutdown when he was a senior in high school. He's been talking uh, and going to write about that soon. 
and more. Also, Kanye West had an incredible turn. Uh, we will discuss all that, plus his uh, continued love affair with the Sopranos, and I'll talk about Yellowstone, which is a show that I'm watching that is a little bit intriguing. It's almost like uh, the Sopranos on a Montana ranch. All that's still to come, but I want to encourage you, if you're enjoying this conversation, go sign up for Outkick VIP. Uh, there are not a lot of conversations like this that are this honest in the world of sports, in the world of media in general. You can sign up and be an Outkick VIP. Jason Whitlock is doing a weekly Zoom call for the VIP. So am I. It is your ability to come and interact directly with us. If you go to Outkick.com, you can sign up. You can get a VIP message board. You get the right to comment on all of our articles. You get a VIP phone line to uh, reach out. Also, uh, the ability to get an autographed copy of my book in the short term. Hell of a deal for the entire year. You'll definitely get your value. Trust me on it. Outkick.com. Go sign up today. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Jason Whitlock, myself, fantastic conversation. He's hanging out with us on Mondays as he's been doing for the past several weeks since he joined OutKick officially. Uh, he's going to have uh, one more segment with us here. Then we're going to go talk to John McClain about the NFL. Uh, Jason Whitlock, what did you think? You wrote a great column about it. Redskins, big takeaway. Any chance? It seems like this story has already almost died. I mean, I don't hear anybody talking about it already. It came out. When did it come out? Thursday afternoon, I guess. You wrote about it on Friday morning. It doesn't seem like this is going to be a major threat to Dan Snyder's ownership. No. Uh, you know, listen, I, the story did not paint a very good picture of the the Washington organization. Uh, but and it, was, it didn't seem as bad as the Dallas Mavericks story with Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban was able to uh, reshape his organization and and recover from that and institute a new culture. Uh, I had to, you know, I'm a big defender of football. But sports, as I said in my column, and anytime you work in the sports industry, in any way you're attached to sports, it's a big social event. And working in the sports industry and from a media or with a team can feel like a never-ending tailgate party. And do people do inappropriate things when you mix alcohol and socializing and, and, and power dynamics, disparity in power? Absolutely. And, you know, I think we use the headline comparing the Redskins organization to Mad Men and, and that Daniel Snyder, Mark Cuban, and these guys have to 
double down on and make it perfectly clear to people within their organization that the days of looking for your wife for a husband or looking for sex while you're on the job, that's over. It, it just it's not going to be tolerated in this time. And so, you know, I think Dan Snyder has an opportunity here to reshape that organization and culture and make it more professional and make it more modern and move away from, uh, you know, this never-ending tailgate. Again, I, I worked in sports talk radio in the late 90s, early 2000s in Kansas City, and I can remember sports radio 810 in Kansas City, and and it was like a big fraternity. It, it really was because it was a startup owned by some local guys. We were all friends, and – it, it 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 had a little frat house feel. We were always doing fun events. We'd have a charity turkey bowl event, football game every Thanksgiving, big crowds, and then we'd all go to a bar and get sloppy drunk. And it, it, it you know some of that just stuff it just can't go on. It just won't be tolerated in this era. And and it's actually a healthy thing that we've moved past that. Work is for work, and, and hopefully maybe this will be a side benefit to more people working at home. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that'll that be one way of tamping down on some of this. But, uh, again, I, I think that Daniel Snyder and those guys have an opportunity to reshape their culture, and they should take advantage of it. What do you think of Kanye? <laughs> I, I, I think that the thing everybody social media is always on the hunt for click hate things that people can hate things that can trigger people's emotion, and so he has his first little campaign rally, and no one's focused on anything he said that was real and authentic. And I don't even know if he did because I, you know, I don't really care about Kanye running for political office or for president. But they picked out this Harriet Tubman statement. And, oh, boy, this will trigger some people and spark some conversation. And it's just what we do. We're all just fodder to trigger each other over Twitter and inspire hate and and derision over social media. And they've done that to Kanye here. Uh, You know, I, I can't even judge how stupid or accurate, inaccurate, or or just whatever his statement was. It was nothing, something that should be ignored, but that's not what we do. We look for ways. Kanye's a target because he's a celebrity that says what he thinks, whether it's sane or not. He says what he thinks and believes. He won't stick to the script. And so any chance that people are given to demonize something he said, they're going to do it. Uh, you've been watching The Sopranos. I, I don't want to give you a recommendation on a TV show because I don't want you to be like, oh, this sucks and blame me. But <laughs> I am addicted right now to Yellowstone, which has some elements. I, 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 I say some of The Sopranos. I don't think it's as well crafted. I don't think it's as good as The Sopranos was. But it's now in season three. I have caught up with season one and two in like a week. My wife and I watched both of the you know 20 episodes or whatever. Kevin Costner, I'm just going to put it on your radar. 
I'm going to wait and see how season three ends because it's uh, airing Sunday nights right now over the Let next six weeks. Let me ask you a weeks. critical question. Yes. A critical question. I think I heard you say you and your wife have watched Ozarks. Yes. Is it better or worse than Ozarks? I think it's better. Oh, good. I, think I thought I- Ozark was terrible to me. I quit eight, nine episodes into season one. So Ozark, they had, they wanted to get rid of a character and they had it, had the character randomly run over by a car in front of its house. And that's when I quit watching. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was in season one. Yeah. And I, I was that, like, yeah, if they're not going to put more effort into the script than that, I'm out. So I got a very high bar. I know you for, do. And that's why I don't want yeah. to, uh, that's why I don't want to get you started until I watch season three. But it's now like the most watched show on television right now. And I think partly that's because, yeah, uh, partly that's because I think there's this desire to find like the the old West. There's a mythology to it. And, uh, and this idea, it's beautifully shot. I've never spent any time in the West. That's why you were talking about. Oh yeah. It's set in Montana. Uh, now it's a modern, modern day. Oh, oh, modern day. It's about a, a Kevin Costner owns a ranch that has been in the family since the 1880s. And there are a bunch of different conflicting uh, issues. It's not flawlessly rendered. It's not incredibly well done all the time. But there are really high peaks. The valleys are not incredibly low so far. And uh, anyway, so I want to finish season three now, which is airing now. But I might be giving you an endorsement on needing to watch it. Let me ask you another question then. Have you seen Bloodline? I have not seen Bloodline. My wife has watched it. I'll ask her about the comparison between the two. She yeah, liked Bloodline a Bloodline. lot. Bloodline's not perfect, but yeah. this Yellowstone, just based off your description, sounds a little Bloodline-ish. Yes. And again, I don't need perfection. Yeah. I just, I just can't stand stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> once it goes stupid, I'm out and, and very reluctant to return. And so, yeah, I may... I may. I think that is that on Netflix or is that on Amazon? It's on Paramount. Uh, I don't. Oh. It's on the new Peacock network, so it's complicated to figure out how to watch it in the first place. But uh, we'll talk about it a hundred percent. Up next, John McClain is going to join us. Talk NFL and more. Download everything we've talked about with Jason Whitlock. Make sure you don't miss a minute. We'll talk to him next Monday. You can read him all week and every day at Outkick.com. Awesome stuff from him every single day. Thank you, Jason Whitlock. When we come back, John McClain. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. All right, bringing in now John McClain at McClain on. Uh, I'll just tweet out his link. It's McClain has been writing at the uh, at the Houston Chronicle for every uh, for forever, um, and uh, I will tweet out his uh, Twitter handle when we put up the podcast. Make sure you all go follow him. It's also up from Fox Sports Radio. John, uh, I, I, I just got so much to get into with you. I actually, even though you've been covering the NFL for a long time, I want to ask you about baseball. Are you as excited as I think most of my audience is, even if they're not baseball fans, for baseball to just be back on Thursday and for the sort of rhythms of the American summer to feel like normal again? And do you feel that down in Houston with the Astros uh, among people who are sports fans in your community? 
I sure am. I'm fired up about baseball. I've been a baseball fan since I can remember watching Willie Mays in 1960. And the Astros, of course, dodged a huge bullet because of the coronavirus because now there's no fans to boo them in other cities. And yep. unless they're going to pipe in booze on the speaker system, they're not going to hear any, at least in regular season. And playing 60 games is great for them because they got an old pitching staff with Justin Berlander and Zach Greinke. So not having all that wear and tear should make them a legitimate contender to uh, return to the World Series after winning a franchise record 107 games and losing four games at home in the World Series. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the the reaction. Uh, fans are not going to be in the crowd, at least early on. Uh, but, man, it, it is – I feel like the Astros' uh, cheating scandal feels like it was like decades ago as opposed to a few months ago. And I think you're right. Most American sports fans are just so excited for sports to be back that whatever the Astros did or didn't do, uh, I think most people are over it. I think, Clay, if they were to win the World Series, they they won in 17. Yeah. They lost last year in seven games. But if they were to win it next year, there would be all the, the yes. venom would come back if they were the defending champions. So it might be best for them just to not even make the playoffs. Yeah. Let somebody else go to the World Series for a change. Uh, it's interesting, uh, interesting way of looking at it. All right, let's move over to the NFL. Um, when you look at, uh, first of all, you're in the Houston area, uh, and, and I know everybody's had different experiences all over the country. Does it feel like things are getting better in Houston right now, getting worse, staying the same? How would you assess it from your perspective? You're talking about from the te- Texans in the NFL or from the coronavirus? The, the, cor- the cor- coronavirus to start with. No. We set records uh, every day for people who test positive or people who die because we still have a lot of morons that won't wear masks. But that's just the way it's been, and that's the way it'll be. And until they start handing out fines like parking tickets, there'll still be a lot of people just refuse to do it. All right. So, But do you feel like it's getting better in Houston than it was, or does it feel the same from your perspective? It feels the same, Clay, because I've been doing, my wife and I do everything we're supposed to do. We don't let it hamper our lives too much, and so we do everything we can do. I've known people who've had it, who've gotten over it. I've known a couple people who've died from it, but all you can do is what you're supposed to do based on what the health experts say, and then hope you don't get it, and you can't let it just ruin your life. Amen. Uh, All right, so let's go back to football now, which is what uh, I was excited to bring you on to talk about. Um, What do you think is going to end up happening based on the people that you talk to surrounding the NFL? Uh, I I started off the the show saying, John, most people are opposed to the preseason in general, and so I think the idea for fans of there needing to be preseason football is not something people are, are committed to. Is that a big part of the tension that exists right now, whether there's any preseason football? Well, first of all, the Texans and Chiefs rookies and assorted veterans report today. Yeah. They get to report before everybody else because they play that first game on September 10th. Their veterans come in on Saturday, and they're supposed to practice Sunday. But as it is, you come in, you undergo testing. Every NFL team has a mobile unit at their facility to test them and get the results within 24 hours. NFL's paying a fortune for a private company. That way it doesn't affect the public. So players and all the persons 
personnel, including me, under the policy, 10 media people go to practice and in the building, although we can't be around the players. So we'll get tested, too, when the time comes, when the veterans are in there. So uh, it feels it feels with the Texans and Chiefs reporting like it's starting, but there's so many issues. J.J. Watt, Sean Watson, Drew Brees, Stephon Diggs, Russell Wilson all tweeted yesterday with a hashtag we want to play about they want the league to get off its high horse and come up with some protocols the players can live with. Because right now, Clay, they're going to have to go to work. And even though the league has given them all these options and recommendations, the union hasn't accepted them because a lot of them are unfair, like an August 1st deadline to opt out for the season. Number one, they may not even have these protocols in place by August 1st. And I think if you opt out for the season, that's ridiculous because what if they get a vaccine uh, by then? So I think if you opt out, you should be able to come back at some point of the season. They don't know preseason games, roster sizes. Opt-out clauses, salary cap implication, your base salary, what happens when you test positive, what happens when a group tests positive. They don't have the answer to any of these questions. They don't want any preseason games. The coaches, of course, always want preseason games because they need to evaluate a roster. As it is now, I think they'll play one, which doesn't seem fair. Every team ought to have a home preseason game so they can just go through the process of no fans. And the other thing is, they need to know how many players are going to test positive. You can't wait till regular season and then all of a sudden find out the first game, like, say, the Chiefs and the Texans, that 20 of their guys test positive the next week. It might be one, might be none, might be 20. They don't know. That's why they need at least one preseason game to let them bleed on each other, sweat, spit, snot, everything they do during a game and see what the ramifications are. But the only way you're going to find out, Clay, is you got to do it. We're talking to John McClain, Houston Chronicle, longtime cover of the NFL. You ever seen anything like this in your life? Absolutely not. The only thing people ask me about strange things in my career, I covered a nine-game season in 1982 because of a player strike. And the weirdest thing I have ever been associated with, Clay, 1987 player strike, they call in replacement players, scabs, had three-a-day practices. The first game, the Texans played at Denver. The unions acted like they were going to come from all over the country to Mile High Stadium. They were going to cause all kind of problems when the Broncos and the Texans players who had crossed the picket line played. So on the bus were guys with machine guns guns and shotgun guards oh, as wow. we went the special route every time we went under an under overpass there were machine gun guards on those overpasses as our buses went under and they were also outside the stadium so it felt like i was in a police state and then nothing happened but i've never seen anything like that and hope i never do again um what do you think ultimately ends up happening do you think we will play so you mentioned Texans Chiefs uh, is theoretically the opening Thursday night football game. Do you think we will play? I think that's September 5th uh, on that opening Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think that game will take place and the NFL will kick off uh, as expected? And I'm looking at the calendar now and it may actually be, is it September? Is it September, September 10th? Sorry, not the 5th. Do you think that that will be, that that'll happen? The first game of the NFL season will go underway September 10th? 
I do because Roger Goodell and a lot of owners, a lot of powerful owners, want the season to go on time. So a lot of people in the government want the season to go on time. The NFL is a sense of normalcy out there. So I think what will happen, they'll play that first weekend, see how many people test positive. What we don't know, Clay, is if you do have one team that tests, say, five guys test positive and they're five starters, that's too bad. You know, what if the first game, Watson or Mahomes test positive? Gamblers are going to be unhappy. The the bookmakers are going to be unhappy. The TV people will be unhappy. But you don't know until you go out there and do it. I think we'd be naive to think there's not going to be interruptions to the season. They have protocols that they can move contingency plans, move the Super Bowl back to the last Sunday of February. And they could even move it to March if they wanted to because they're the NFL. They play in their own stadium. And so uh, I think that they definitely will start on time. Whether they continue to play those games depends on how many people test positive. And I don't think there'll be any fans anytime soon, although teams have been working on for weeks plans with like 15,000, half a stadium. They have to be ready for anything because, you know, there could be a cure at some point, some point during the season. We're talking to John McClain. Everybody knows how big football is in the state of Texas. Uh, And I know we're talking about the NFL, but I want to take a step back and go even uh, a couple of uh, degrees uh, earlier than the NFL. What's the vibe on Texas high school football that that you're picking up on uh, as obviously usually these kids would all be out aggressively getting ready in the hot summer uh, sun of, uh, of July as you get ready for August? What are you hearing about high school football in Texas? How much, if at all, do you think you'll see of that? Well, you know, Clay, how big it is. There's a lot of towns, small towns. There's a lot of places around Texas because Texas is so big, especially out in West Texas. Either they're not getting tested or they haven't had any positive tests, and they want to play football. You know, they want to play with crowds. I don't think they're going to be able to. In the big cities like Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Fort Worth, they're very cautious about it. They're planning to play, but everybody's planning to do it. But they could all stop at the last minute. They're looking for leadership from the University Interscholastic League, and so far it hasn't provided it. And if there's no high school football in Texas, the lifeblood of football in our state, there's going to be there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people who are going to be devastated. What about college? Uh, what do you pick up on? I know there's a lot of Aggies. You're a Baylor Bear. Uh, University of Texas is huge too. Texas Tech, Big 12, SEC, um, a lot of smaller conferences as well, like the Houston uh, uh, aspect of this. What uh, sort of vibe are you picking up on colleges in the state of Texas as it, as it uh, pertains to them playing? Uh, the Big 12, of course, has said they'll wait until August 1st before deciding. I think we'll see every conference not playing the non-conference games. What would be better in the state of Texas instead of playing West Virginia? You know, they can drive and play Baylor's in Central Texas. They can play A&M, Texas. Yep. Houston, SMU, they were all with the old Southwest Conference is in driving distance and they never had to leave the state. I don't think that'll happen, but I've seen where you wrote about some of these non-conference games. You can drive to them. What's oh, yeah. The big deal? Why yeah, would they fr- cancel them? Yeah, it's frustrating to me um, when you when you got big games like and the ones I used as an example were uh, I used Iowa, Iowa State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, Florida, Florida State, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, 
uh, and uh, Clemson and South Carolina, all five of those that I just rattled off there, and you just rattled off a bunch of rivalries in the state. I don't understand how you can cancel non-conference games that might require you, as you said, to travel all the way to West Virginia if you're a Texas school or might require, let's say, Boston College to travel all the way down to Florida State, but you won't let guys get on buses and drive back and forth and be able to play against each other. Uh, That just seems to not make very much sense. I think, Clay, the NCAA, of all the bodies that we've seen for sports, has the worst leadership I've seen. There's talk that the NCAA needs a commissioner. Uh, Let's think Emmerich has not done a good job giving guidance. And uh, and to me, whatever it is, it's got to be uniform. If they're all going to play non-conference, that's fine. But don't give one conference an advantage over anybody else. And that thing about the Blue Jays can't play baseball in Toronto because they don't want Americans coming across the border. I don't blame them a bit. (laughs) We're talking to John McClain. All right, let's go into the NFL itself. Let's pretend that this is going to be played and that the season is starting. And uh, and let's presume that most of the guys are going to be healthy. What do you think are the biggest and best storylines? You've been covering the NFL for a long time. If the coronavirus wasn't going on, I'm just going to lay a few things out for you. It seems to me like the storylines for the NFL are, are as good as they've ever been. I'm just going to toss some out. Brady in Tampa Bay, Cam in New England, Mahomes as the highest paid player in the history of the NFL, Deshaun Watson and the drama surrounding everything going on with Bill O'Brien. Aaron Rodgers with a new first-round quarterback sitting uh, behind him that isn't going to make things great uh, for Matt LaFleur up there. And a new girlfriend. And a new girlfriend, evidently. Uh, You got Ryan Tannehill getting big money with the Titans. Uh, If you go out west, you got the question of, hey, is Jared Goff overpaid? Are the Rams going to be able to overcome not having Todd Gurley? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. Uh, everything going on with Russell Wilson and uh, and the Seahawks in terms of them trying to get back to building a high-quality team around him again. The 49ers coming off of uh, another d- devastating loss in the Super Bowl for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you got year two of Kyler Murray uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sure I missed some incredible storyline, certainly the ongoing drama with Dak and the Cowboys. I'm sure I missed some. But I don't know that I've ever rem- – like, I can go through all 32 NFL teams, it feels like, John, and say, hey, there's a storyline that's pretty compelling for all of them. I don't know that that's usually the case or that we've had very many years that you could do it. Do you feel the same as I do, even having covered this league for 40-plus years? Absolutely. The biggest story is Brady and Gronk in Tampa. Can they turn around the Buccaneers? Can Cam Newton stay healthy and help the Patriots be a legitimate Super Bowl contender? I don't think they are, but that's something that is a great storyline. And the big one to me is can the Chiefs, with 20 or 22 starters back, entire coaching staff back, with the best player in the league, with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming in in the draft, can they become the first team since the Patriots after the 01 and 02 season to win back-to-back Super Bowls? There's a reason teams don't do it. A lot of times they don't have the proper motivation. They get hurt. They spend too much time celebrating in the offseason, but it's almost like Mahomes is so great he's not going to let it happen. On the other hand, everybody will be gunning for them. Lamar Jackson is an MVP, but he's 02 in the Super Bowl. The Titans discovered a way to really slow 
slow him down, make him throw to the outside, not down the middle. With an offseason to prepare for Jackson's passing game, will defensive coordinators do a better job last year when he was the MVP? And San Francisco, the only team that loses a Super Bowl and then wins it is New England. You just don't, in the NFL, lose a Super Bowl and bounce back. And you'd think the Super Bowl loser would be the most motivated team in the league. And maybe with Kyle Shanahan and his new contract, they will be. But right now, because of that, I would not pick them to win the Super Bowl. And if I I made a bet with one of my hosts in Houston, he gave me the Chiefs of the field, and I took the field just because of the odds. But I can't think of a story, a season, in my 45 years of covering the NFL that had more intriguing storylines beginning with Tom Brady. Let me go. I didn't even even mention Lamar, uh, and that is a heck of a storyline. He's 0-2 in the playoffs so far, but coming off of an MVP season. You've covered the Texans for a long time. Before that, you covered what was the Oilers, now the Titans. Who should be the favorite in the AFC South? Phillip Rivers, another storyline there, new with Indianapolis. Uh, Jacoby Brissett goes to become the backup. Like I said, Ryan Tannehill gets big money. Derrick Henry gets big money for the Titans, who made a surprise run to the AFC Championship game. Uh, you've got the Texans, who had a, I think it was a 24 nothing. you'll tell me, 24 nothing lead, I think, in the divisional round against uh, the Chiefs before they fell apart there. And then you got the Jags, who it seems like are a little bit in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, potentially. Who should be favored? Who do you think wins the AFC South? Uh, the Texans have won it for the last five years, so they should be favored just because they've dominated the division. But because the Titans won those two road games in the playoffs at New England and Baltimore, I would take the Titans. The Titans finished 9-7 and seven every year. They wouldn't have made the playoffs last year if the Texans had rested, rested 13 starters yep. in the last game to finish 9-7, and seven, and then they did great. They have won the division in more than a decade, but I think that the Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach. And as long as he's got Henry uh, making Ryan Tannehill a better quarterback because of the play-action game, I'm going with the Titans and the Texans and then the Colts. I watched the Texans beat Phillip Rivers in L.A. last year, and I hope Phillip bounces back. He's a great guy. It'd be a great story there. This time last year, everybody picked the Colts, but Andrew Luck's retirement made them have a losing record. So I, I would pick them third. Of course, Jacksonville's a contender for the top pick that probably I think the best choice choices for that would be Washington and Carolina. John McClain, you are a incredible asset to sports media everywhere. 45 years covering the NFL. I always appreciate it when you give us the time. Thanks, my man. Stay healthy. And I, by the way, one last question for you. How will you cover the games? Have you figured that out? Have they talked uh, to the NFL media enough where, let's say on that September 10th, are you allowed to travel? Will the press box be open? Have there been any determinations there? Well, I expect to be there because even though nothing will be but Zoom interviews, that first game with protest, with taking a knee, with an empty Arrowhead Stadium, you got to be there, even though I'll be watching most of it on the TV above me because the press box is so high up. But I think <laughs> I'm not going to be able to interview a player or coach in person all season. And you know what? I think uh, it's it's so intriguing and interesting, Clay, the, in the world we currently live in. Someday 
we're going to look back on it and tell people, man, I know you don't think about it now because you got a vaccine. But let me tell you, when the coronavirus sent everybody into a panic and it and it had an effect on football, let me tell you about the games I covered. But I can't wait. It's 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 going to be exciting. I'm fired up for baseball, basketball, hockey, everything. And uh, it's like it's I feel like every year I feel like it's my first year all over again, Clay. And I'm one pumped old SOB right now. <laughs> I know I said I was the last question, but as you were talking, it occurred to me, you're also uh, one of the most knowledgeable people about movies and television. And I have gotten into Yellowstone. And I'm telling people, if you like kind of old school Westerns or updated Westerns, Kevin Costner is in it. And I know you've been watching this too. What other shows, give me your take on Yellowstone, but what other shows for people out there should they be aware of if uh, if you want to give them a tip? I'm a big fan of Kevin Costner, so I've watched it from the get-go. I think Montana should be giving them everything free. It's beautiful. You and I it's talked amazing. about this. Yeah. We want to go to Montana because of Yellowstone. I'm thinking all the business that's going to help there. I've never resorts, been. I, I want to go. Me you and I were talking off air before the interview. I want to go so bad because it looks just so incredibly beautiful. The guy that created that show, Taylor Sheridan, is from a little town of 400 outside my hometown of Waco, Texas, and he did one of the most underrated movies I've ever seen, Hell or High Water, with Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges. So he created this show. He likes Westerns. He likes the outdoors, and I've watched all of it. And another one I've really gotten into since the first episode, the new Perry Mason on HBO. Oh, wow, okay. yeah. Very good. Awesome. John McClain, keep it up, my man. We want to get you on again soon. Stay healthy, and I can't wait. I'm excited as you are, uh, as you said, an old SOB for a lot of sports coming back. Appreciate it, my man. Thank you very much, Clay. Enjoy it as always. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.